Welcome to One Word with me, Thomas Leamy, a podcast where I'm joined by experts to discuss one word, topic, or concept from an entirely fresh perspective. As an organizational wellness consultant and psychology coach, I help demystify the psychology behind high performance, peace of mind, and well being. Thank you for joining me. Now let's explore with today's featured guest. My guest today is the brilliant Dr. Johannes Metzler. He's a transformative executive coach and helps entrepreneurs and business leaders achieve their business goals with clarity and confidence while enjoying the ride of life. He earned a PhD in economics and built his business acumen as a strategy consultant, executive and founder. After 15 years of personal development that left him almost none the wiser, he came across a revolutionary understanding of the mind that brought lightness and well-being to his own life as a human, father, husband and professional. As a result, he became passionate about spreading it in the business world to catalyze positive transformation. Dr. Johannes Metzler, you are very welcome to the One Word Podcast. Thomas, great to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation. Absolutely. And today our one word topic or concept is performance. So my get the ball rolling question, Johannes, would be simply, how do you help your clients increase their performance? Great question, Thomas. If I'm okay to give you a very short answer to start off with, it would probably be, I'm trying to help them understand where performance is coming from. And where is performance coming from? Glad you asked, Thomas. You know, we both are part of a community of a transformative understanding of the mind. And that informs also my work as an executive coach and my work with clients in helping them increase their performance. Because in the end, the people that are coming really, they mainly have two goals, which one of them being, you know, increased performance, the other being, you know, enjoying the ride while increasing their performance. And so those are business people. And they usually look to performance in a very certain way, which has to do with skill, with ability, with capacity, however you want to call that. And I think that's sort of like the very traditional model that the world has about performance. You know, look at preparation, ability, skill, muscle, whatever it is. And what I've come to see through an understanding of the mind really works is that this is only part of the equation. Um, If you want to put it into equation, which a lot of people do about performance, you know, I recently had the insight in one of my coaching sessions with one of my clients to create a new performance formula, which is obviously completely made up, but I think it made sense to inform our conversation, which was performance equals capacity times state of mind. And I think that is where performance really is coming from, um, the source of ultimate performance. This second part of the equation that um, is usually, if not completely overlooked, but completely underestimated, especially in the business world, about what to look for if you want to increase your performance. 
Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense, Johannes. And what's coming to mind after you shared your formula there is, how would you describe the link between performance and state of mind? Yeah, there's an amazing Harvard Business Review article, I think it's from 2014, and it's called How Your State of Mind Affects Your Performance. And what they're basically pointing out and uh, they're putting data to it because they interviewed over 700 business leaders. Basically, what conditions, what state of mind are they in when they perform at their best, when they're, for example, making the best decisions or doing the best job in leading their teams? And what came out is that they were very acutely aware that they're making worse decisions when they're in frustrated states of mind, angry, tired, stressed state of minds, and they're making much better decisions and performing much better when they're in what they call calm or happy or energized states of mind. And so what's funny enough is that the second part of this uh, Harvard Business Review article then goes on to, okay, so how do I improve my state of mind? Like what are all the additive techniques that I can do in order to get to a better state of mind? And I think this is where, you know, the link of my understanding of state of mind and performance is so different from what a lot of people in the world are looking at which is the question, is state of mind an additive or is it a subtractive understanding? Meaning, do you have to do something and add stuff in order to get to a better state of mind and thus also a better performance? Because in my you know, made up formula, state of mind basically is the factor that even enables you to bring your potential, you bring your capacity to, you know, to the table or to the task or to the project. Do you need to do something or is it rather a subtractive understanding, which is that something is getting in the way of a great state of mind and thus a great performance. And what I'm really looking at is um, what is getting in the way of people having a great state of mind in order to you know, enable them to use their capacity to the fullest. I love where you're pointing there, Johannes. What you seem to be saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that our natural state of mind is calm and clear. And when we see that, we can perform at our best. So how can we perform at our best more of the time? It's really great that you're putting it like that. I think, you know, what I'm seeing is that a calm, a clear, even a happy um, state of mind is our baseline that we're operating from. And so if we want to perform at our best, it goes back to the question, you know, what causes high performance or rather what, what prevents high performance? And in my world, what prevents high performance is a bad state of mind. But if a bad state of mind is not the baseline, but basically our non-natural state of mind. The question is, what is getting in the way of our good state of mind? What is getting in the way of high performance and thus preventing, preventing us from accessing the, the punch potential that we have? And so for me, it is seeing what is true and not getting lost in a misunderstanding about how we function as human beings is what's getting in the way of a good state of mind and thus what's getting in the way of a good performance. Or another way of saying that is we humans have a tendency to suppress <laughs> the good state of mind that we're naturally born with and our capacity to perform like, like a beach ball that you know, has a natural tendency to come to the water, but you're pushing it underwater with your hands the whole time once you let go of the beach ball it rises to the surface and it comes to the forefront and i think we're doing the exact same thing with our capacity um, and our state of mind that we're suppressing our natural state 
our natural good state of mind or and also our you know everything that comes with that you know our natural state of clarity our innate and natural confidence our innate and natural resilience we're suppressing all that with contaminated thinking or unhealthy thinking whatever you want to call it but the problem is that we're built in a way through the power of thought and the power of consciousness that we're not even seeing that we're doing that so the trick in order to you know perform more frequently at your best and you know how i'm helping my client you know perform at your best is helping them see how the mind works and what's getting in the way basically to some degree you could say help them recognize their unhealthy thinking as just that thinking and not reality which is what 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 usually is causing all the confusion that we're living in <laughs> that we're confusing you know what we've made up via the power of thought with what's going out there in the world yeah that's so powerful johannes and you know i like to see the mind as a sailboat as well mm -hmm. and i talked about this on this podcast with robin charbet as well how it's always trying to restabilize. It's designed that way. So if mm -hmm. it turns over, the keel will bring it back into balance. Mm -hmm. But not if we hang out of the sails. Mm -hmm. Not if we interfere with the inbuilt design to recentralize or to recalibrate. What I'd like to ask you, Johannes, is you're sharing this dynamic understanding of how the mind works with your corporate and individual clients. What kind of results have you seen? It's funny because the feedback goes from, you know, the very obvious to the elusive obvious. <laughs> what can happen is that some people are having major insights or, you know, Hollywood insights into how they have prevented themselves through a bad state of mind, through contaminated thinking from performing at their best. And once they see that, it becomes so obvious to them and you know our natural mechanism of self-correction can kick in in order to stabilize the sailboard or to let the beach ball rise to the surface and for others all of a sudden they report that they're seeing clearer they're feeling better they're having less problems in their relationships and life feels more in flow but they can't even specifically point to where that's coming from it almost happens so natural and so subtle that they can't even point to, you know, a major insight or a shift in their thinking. It's just exactly what you were saying, the capacity and the tendency of our minds to always come back to, to its natural state so that at some point you even forget what it was in the past that was making you feel bad or what was preventing you from accessing your high performance. So it's usually exactly that, that once people understand about the mind, once they see clearer, they're filled with more well-being, they're filled with more calmness, they're filled with more clarity. And from this state of mind, they're actually able to both, you know, perform at a higher level, which also then, you know, translates into the people that are working with their teams, they're having, you know, a better energy in their team meetings and um, in their, you know, whole businesses. And at the same time, they're much more able to enjoy the ride of life and the ride of business, which is what a lot of business leaders are really missing in their lives right now. They're basically assuming that not enjoying their super stressful job just comes as part of the job description and there's nothing they can do about that. So it's really that that's what really making me hap happiest. And what I'm what I'm often hearing is that those two things are happening at the same time, achieving their goals or performing at a higher level while enjoying their life and business much more than before. 
Yeah, that makes the world of sense. And I think you nailed it there when you spoke of how understanding something is critical. It reminds me of the, the Hindu parable where, let's say, an ancient person in India saw a snake on the ground and was terrified. Body chemistry started reacting and he got this, the uh, shovel and then he realized, oh, it's a rope. Mm. And as soon as he saw that it's a mm. rope, he couldn't scare himself if he tried. And I see it the, the same way with what you're talking about. When you help people understand how it works, we frighten ourselves less with mm. our thinking. Therefore, we hang out more in a more balanced state of play. Yeah. I'd like to ask you, Johannes, oh, did you want to come in? Yeah, there was, you know, there's, there's a picture that's often coming up for me, which is if you imagine water flowing down a mountain, then the water will always search for the path of least resistance. It will basically use the structure of the mountain in order to go down in a certain way. What coaching is all about and what change is all about is that people basically want the water to go down in a different way down the mountain. And the usual approach of society is that then, okay, so let's use willpower. Let's change our behavior to change the result. Or if they're really smart, let's change our thinking so that we can change our behavior and change the result. But to me, that is almost like, you know, going halfway up the mountain and using your hands in order to shovel the water to, you know, in a different direction, which may, you know, work for a little while, but then at some point you're getting really tired of it and it's not sustainable. So getting a different understanding of how life works, how the mind works, how we work as humans, basically to me means creating a different structure in the mountain so that the water can effortlessly take a different path. And this is what creates sustainable change, create what creates long lasting change and transformation. And also it's, you know, most of the time really effortless. You don't have to expand all the strength and willpower and discipline in order to change and to get better results. But once something happens in your understanding, the change becomes so easy and almost effortless. Yeah, that's such a powerful visual of the water coming down the mountain. You know, it's kind of senseless to take on mother nature or the flow of life as <laughs> <Yeah>. well. But <laughs> we do we do it every day by taking on our natural inbuilt state of calm and resilience. But Johannes, I know you work with a lot of executives as well. How would you say, actually, I'm going to backtrack. I want to ask mm -hmm. you this. How does the mind work? Ooh, <laughs> simple question. <laughs> I'm going to borrow from other teachers in this understanding here right now. One way of saying how the mind works is we're always living in the experience of the principle of thought taking form, not in the experience of our world or our circumstances. So it looks like the mind works outside in. It looks like the outside world is coming in through our senses and giving us a feeling. And then it's our job to react to the outside world. But in reality, what's actually happening is that in the words of Anil Seth, the neuroscientist, we're hallucinating our reality. We're creating our reality from the inside out. We're creating it via the power of consciousness or the power of thought coming into consciousness. And then we're projecting it out into the world. And the next moment we've forgotten that we've done that. And it looks completely real that what we're seeing is what's actually happening out there, even though 
what we actually did was we hallucinated that reality and we created it from the inside out. So how does the mind work was your question? It works 100% inside out. Love it. It's so well explained as well. I'm going to jump back now to where I was going before the other fork in the road. You work with a lot of executives. How would you say this understanding applies to leadership? Oh, that's a beautiful question. And I have one very concrete example um, of a client, very young female leader who was just rising up the ranks in her very small company. And she wanted to find out her leadership style, improve her leadership skills, become a better leader, all, all those sorts of things. What happened in the course of our coaching journey together is that she became very aware that leadership is not an additive skill that she needed to learn and train herself in and find which leadership identity she has, but that leadership is just like confidence, just like resilience, actually an innate capacity of us to basically when we're in touch with reality, when we're fully present to the moment, we know exactly what to do in order to move things forward. And that includes you know, what to say, how to communicate, whether we should be assertive, whether we should be empathetic, you know, how to set goals for a group of people and so on. So in the similar way that performance equals capacity times state of mind, you know, you could say the same thing about leadership. We're all born with a certain, you know, leadership capacity, which is nothing other than knowing what to do in the moment. And the only thing that's preventing us from accessing this capacity and being great leaders is you know, being lost in our thinking, having unhealthy contaminated thinking or having a low state of mind. And so for me, it's really bringing out the innate leader from everyone by helping them do exactly what's right in the moment, rather than, you know, getting lost with them and an understanding where they have to add all sorts of skill in order to, to lead other people. I'm actually of the opinion that we're all born leaders and that we just need to basically stop covering our innate leadership skills with contaminated thinking. That's so powerful. Johannes, it looks to me, and from what you've shared, I gather you would concur that leaders perform at their best when they're fully present, all there in the moment. Now, the idea of being fully present can be a little bit of a challenge to share with executives because they can discount it as the latest fanciful mindfulness technique or mm. tool. So I'm just wondering, how do you help people uncover the power of a present state of mind? Mm. Well, it looks to me that the only thing that I can do with my coaching clients is to create an inside friendly space. To me, that means creating a space in which they can, you know, slow down or even stop the chatter in their heads, calm down and start, let's say, dropping out of the intellect and seeing things fresh, seeing things from a, from a fresh perspective. And in that space, they have the capacity to discover for themselves for example, when is it that they're showing up at their best as leaders? I can tell them as much as I want. I can explain to them how the mind works. 
try to act, educate them. But if it stays at an intellectual level, there's no way that I can help them see this for themselves. And that's really all, every, all it takes. They really have to see this for themselves at a beyond intellectual level. And so it's funny that you say that. For me, you know, mindfulness was always a fad that I couldn't really connect to, that I tried to, you know, implement mindful eating and all that. And I never really did that. And I'm actually very recently having insights around what it means to be present and how that feels and how rich the present moment is. And that, that probably is the thing that people talk about when they say, you know, mindfulness and practicing mindfulness. But I basically arrived there via a different route, via seeing something for myself, having an insight around being in the present moment. And then connecting that to the concept of mindfulness rather than talking, well, in this case to myself, but rather than, you know, trying to apply the concept of mindfulness. So it's really not so much about talking to them about being present or as, as little as possible and only when they're already in that inside friendly space, but it's more about getting them reflective and then helping them to see themselves what it is that has them show up at their best. And sometimes they come to the conclusion that when they have very little thinking going on, that that's when they show up as their best as leaders. That connects for me. I often think that people confuse where the sign is pointing with the sign. So mm -hmm. meditation, mindfulness, they're pointing at the thing, but they're not the thing. Mm -hmm. Blink and you miss it. it can be hard to see, particularly from the intellect. If the intellect had all the answers, I mean, we have so much information out there. There'd be no problems left in the yeah. world. But look, Johannes, I'm going to leave it there. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. In a final word, where can people find you? Where can they reach out to you? Well, I'm active on most social media platforms, specifically LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. So if you want to look there for Johannes Metzler or my website, johannesmetzler.com, that's the best place to get in contact with me and see what I'm talking about and writing about. Superb. Thank you so much, Dr. Johannes Metzler. All the best. Thank you so much, Thomas. It was a wonderful and insightful conversation. Thank you so much for joining me on the One Word Podcast, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. As an organizational wellness consultant, I work with individuals and teams to help them achieve more with less on their mind. You can get in touch now at hbse.eu. Also, did you know that a mind in a stressful state is like a flat tire, unable to perform at its best? If you'd like to transform your relationship with America's number one productivity killer, stress, you're very welcome to register your interest in my new video-based online course, A Fond Farewell to Stress. Visit hpse.eu forward slash stress. That's all, folks. See you next time.